When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When my YouTube channel started taking off, it it felt good. And then weirdly enough, when I wasn't focused on acting and stand-up, I was getting more acting and stand-up offers than I was when I was actually doing them constantly. So it's weird how that works when like you feel like you're giving something up, but really focusing on one thing helps momentum for all the other things. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, everybody. It's the woman. But please don't get that confused with woman. He's not a woman. Thank you. It would be okay if you... But I'm not. But you're not. I am the woman. But some people have been trying to clown on me saying like, oh, he's like a woman. And I'm like, that's That's silly. That's not even that at all. Please don't say that. Thank you. He's a woo man. Thank you. Okay, so it's my turn to talk about a topic today. And this show started with is called shit they don't tell you because it's all the shit that we had to figure out that we wish that someone would have told us Facts. and so how could you know some shit until you learn it if no one told you right and so i have been going through a phase this past i don't know year and some change maybe a little bit longer it's like a weird transition phase and i've learned a lot of things along the way but mostly i in the recent times i've noticed that i am entering another pattern that I have been through before several times. And now that I'm well into my 30s, we won't say how old exactly, but 36. quite a few years into my 30s, I'm like, hey, this is the same thing that happened in my 20s, like the same pattern. But in my 20s, when it happened, it was like the first kind of time that it happened. So I was like very panicky and didn't you know, you just you don't know what to do and you don't know if you're doing the right thing and blah, 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 all these unknowns. And it's very scary. I had lots of panic attacks. This time I felt myself starting to feel that way. And then I was like, wait, we've done this before. We kind of know the answers. Maybe we should talk about this because I want to share this with you. I think there might be a lot of other people who go you're through this You're going through too. this right now, yeah. Yeah. So the thing that was happening in my 20s, and maybe some of you can relate, is that I had a lot of things I wanted to do, a lot of ideas a lot of goals they were all in the same kind of area kind of zone but they were very different things that required different levels or like very specific levels of focus so in my 20s i was in the entertainment industry and i was doing stand-up comedy i was acting in a traditional space like television and movies like i was going on auditions so going to like working with traditional agents and managers and trying to book commercials going to auditions getting headshots all of that kind of stuff um and i was i had just gotten onto youtube like working with a lot of youtube channels and people were like you need to start your own youtube channel and i was also working at a job as a waitress to pay the bills okay so the first three that i mentioned i had not made any dents in as far as financial financially in order to like pay my bills and live to continue doing those things so i had to keep the restaurant job okay the other three um, were conflicting with each other as far as time and energy goes. So I would constantly have to choose if I wanted to go do stand-up or if I wanted to work my restaurant shift because those were both at night. And then in the daytime, if I wanted to work on a YouTube channel or if I needed to prepare for an audition because those were both during the day. So it was really hard, but I didn't want to give any of them up because then, because I liked them all. You know, I liked all of them. I didn't know I didn't want to, the thought of giving one up felt really bad to me, but to try to focus, to try to build all of those things, it's like trying to build 10 houses, going one brick at a time, like laying a brick on this house and then going to the next one, laying a brick on that one, and then going to the next one and laying a brick on that one. You're like, you're building it, sure, 
but you're building it super super slow meanwhile everyone that's just focused on one like all my friends that were just doing stand-up they started getting all kinds of gigs doing stand-up nightly you know going on tour all my friends that were just focused on their youtube channel they started making a revenue stream out of it and that now they could afford to just do youtube full-time my friends that were just doing acting same thing they were booking tv shows and they were just like focused on that one thing and i felt like i was getting left behind like where everybody was finding success and i'm like wait i study just as much but i was just burning the you know burning the candle at both ends so yeah i ended up choosing youtube because i felt like it had the most momentum going for it i also felt like the things that i liked about acting and stand-up could be done on youtube with sketch comedy it's like combination of acting and stand-up like you're still kind of doing similar things so i didn't feel like i was giving those up and it felt you know, I felt bad to not be focused on those other things. But then when my YouTube channel started taking off, it, it felt good. And then weirdly enough, when I wasn't focused on acting and stand-up, I was getting more acting and stand-up offers than I was when I was actually doing them constantly. Yeah. So it's weird how that works when like you feel like you're giving something up, but really focusing on one thing helps momentum for all the other things. And this this trying to like drop things to focus on one is the hard part because you don't you well, know really want to. to it too yeah so like there's so much unknown like i didn't know if that was going to work out what if i regretted like oh like what if it doesn't work out and then i regretted giving up you know acting or stand up or i can't pay my bills or whatever yeah like um you know and and on the you know on the other side of it because i i was one of the examples of people who were like thriving because i was focused on youtube right? yeah but like, so like when you, what you're going through, you're looking at me and going, well, he's just able to focus on YouTube. Yeah. But kind of, right? Because like there was a weird thing where I was hired at Maker Studios yeah. as a writer. Right. And so I'm I'm writing for other people. And then if I want to do my stuff, it's on my own time. Yeah. So that that's like one of those things where I, I do feel like it benefited me anyway. Because yeah. I'm like meeting all these people. Like I was running for Timmy yeah, D. Yeah, all these you're people. in the same like vein, same right? Because yeah. you had chosen YouTube, so everything else extra was was helping you towards the YouTube, yeah. right? Whereas yeah. like I had to work as a waitress to pay my exactly. bills, and that's not helping me at all in any vicinity. And trust me, I was so thankful about that because I had just come from a high rise downtown LA. I couldn't believe I was getting paid to write. Yeah, my ex girlfriend's dad said you'll never ever get paid to write in Los Angeles. I proved him wrong many times over. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful too, but um. Yeah, so, but it was definitely not for me. Yeah. It was like, but then I learned, you know, a skill from that, like, which is, I came into it coming from UCB comedy scene where everyone's too good for everything. Yeah. And so I had this like cocky fucking attitude about writing for other people. But I learned very quickly, like, wait a minute, don't I want to just do a good job for them? If I'm their writer, don't I want to like learn their voice and do a good job for them? Yeah. Like, you were open that to you, learning things. Yeah. Doesn't it make you a good writer if you're able to write to their voice? Yeah. So I thought it was like challenging. I was like, oh, I found a challenge to it. But what I've always admired about you is that you actually can just pick something and focus on it like and not Hardcore. feel guilty about leaving the other thing behind. That's true. And I have the hardest time doing that. So currently I have the vlog channel, uh, my this podcast. I have... Um, this I have poker and then there's like new projects coming up right and I mean there's, there's a synergy that's happening there's a synergy that's happening for sure and I told you it would happen but there's an un there's an unknown aspect that makes it scary but that's why it's and beautiful it's beautiful right I love that and embracing that is really yeah. great and really key but there's also this um this guilt factor which I had before when this happened where I'm like I'm I'm gonna disappoint my agent and manager when I say I'm gonna focus more on YouTube than acting, right? But then it didn't because it ended up getting more jobs that way. Yeah. Um, so the same thing is like happening where I'm like, oh no, like I don't, I love vlogging and I want to con continue to be consistent on my vlog channel, but I'm continuously inconsistent, and then it makes me feel bad, even though I know the thing I'm working on right now will allow me to like 
work on it more in the future. Like I'll be able to vlog more in your, the future. Your vlog yeah. channel fans are so used to this. They're the that, best. It's like what, I love my vlog nobody's channel. Nobody's not used to it. I just feel they would be weirded out if you were hitting it every week. I just feel bad because I I have so many ideas for the vlog channel, but these other ideas are taking precedence, and I have to just kind of follow the shiny thing. I have to follow the shiny thing, you even though do. it's completely unknown. Like there's no guarantee you're gonna succeed in any it of never them. Never is. God yeah. bless it. Right. Thank God. And I think that that's the lesson that I had to learn early and I'm glad that I did because nobody like how your ex's dad was like you're never going to make it as a writer I actually got sued when I picked YouTube over acting I mean I can't go into the details of that but it's basically the reason like it pissed my it pissed my ex-manager off or whatever and I had to like that was scary you know I had to stand by my choice even though and it became an irrelevant little plot point in your life. It did. It did. But it was the smallest little thing looked like the biggest mountain. It looked like the biggest and mountain. And now it's the tiniest little fucking rock totally. behind you. But that's the beauty, right? But I'm glad I went through that because yeah. I stuck with my choice. Even when people in my close to me were like, yeah, don't you think you should cut the umbilical cord now and like go more into traditional stuff? I'm like, no, I actually like being a creator in charge of my own thing. Yeah, it would be nice to be on a TV show, but not at the detriment of like sacrificing something that I'm building. Well, that's the thing for me. Um, if I know I can't do a good job of something, just yeah. let me die. Just yeah. let me die. So I, I'm like, I go all in or I'm fucked, right? Yeah. So like with you, right? When we got together, I'm like, oh, I'm going all in with you. Whether this is destructive or not, we'll find out together <laughs> as we collide, like as our atoms collide. Yeah. Hopefully we find like a bonding element. Yeah. Right. And we did. But like we're going all in. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to look at another chick. I'm never going to talk to another chick. I'm not going to be interested in another chick. It's how I am. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I am about everything. If I find the new, the next shiny thing, I'm going all in on it. And I am talking about After women. After me? I yeah. Am talking yeah. About women. yeah. Well, I'm still, I mean, I'm prepared. And it keeps you honest. Yeah. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting my, older. That's why I call you my current wife. I always say she's my current wife <laughs> because it keeps her on her toes. That's cute. Thank you. Cool. Go play that game. Yeah, I will. Go ahead and play that I, game. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, no, but but really, like, you know, when it comes to stuff, like like every time I have followed that, yeah. that, that passion, that drivey thing, mm -hmm. it's really benefited for me. Yeah, I was actually um, listening to a video today. I, I've been listening to a lot of, like, Esther Hicks, uh, Abraham Hicks, you know, she, I don't know if you guys have ch have checked any of those videos out, but the law of attraction stuff, and it sounds woo-woo. I believe it. I percent But like, it. if you like really listen, that's just, she spits straight facts. Like, just let her cook. She, she cooks. Okay. Nice. And if you listen to it, like, a lot, she has like a lot of like, addresses a lot of common things, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, earlier she was talking about how, um, like these there's these people going up like so in a lot of these videos people go up and ask a question and then they're very relatable questions to maybe something that you would actually have a question about as well and so when she answers it's like the whole audience gets like the answer that and it, res it resonates with them too so this person just gone through a breakup and they were very like scared about jumping into this new thing because like what if they get hurt again you know and the way she, they described it, like they they wanted to give it their whole heart, but then they're scared of getting hurt. And I think a lot of people relate to that. Yeah. And she said, hey, you're a lover. You have to just embrace that you're a lover and you're meant to love. And if you get hurt, like so, like, so be you. it. You, yeah. It can't change you. Yeah. And that I that is something that I remembered making a distinct choice in when I was going through a breakup. And I after I was healed, like after I was like, you know what? I think I could actually kiss another guy and not think about my ex. Yeah. You know, I was like, I can't let any of whatever happened. I loved that person and I gave it my full thing. And just because I got really hurt in it, I, I'm not going to take any of that away ever. Like I gave it, I loved with all my heart and I'll never be ashamed of loving with all my heart. Even if I looked foolish in the end, like yeah. even if I looked silly cause they, they didn't love me back and they cheated on me okay well i'm still the type of person that i'm gonna love fully yeah. yeah and so like jumping into our relationship of course is scary because like we've both got hurt in our, our last relationships but i can't ever let that get in the way of like how much i can love someone like i can love i knew i could love you with all my heart and i can't you can't just like let a past experience um stop you from that and so 
there was another video I was listening to. I can't remember the name of the person, but they were like talking about the same kind of thing in business where like maybe you tried something and you kind of failed at it. Like maybe it didn't go exactly how you wanted. You thought it was going to be this good, this big thing. And you had all these ideas and you had these expectations of what it was going to be. And then it didn't quite meet your expectations. And so you stopped doing that thing and you found happiness in doing other things. But now you're getting presented the opportunity to do it again. And you're kind of like, well, I already did that and it didn't work out. Even no. though I really I'm like, let's like go. even though I really like doing it, I don't know. And you're kind of being coy. He's like, no, just like do it again. Give me my helmet. Like, I want the ball. Yeah. Give me my helmet. You're, I want the ball. You're being it's a completely different scenario. You can't you can't let yep. this pass. Plus, you probably learned a bunch from the I first, learned from the last the series. First run. Put yeah. me back in. I will score this time. Watch yeah. me. Watch me, motherfucker. And I can't wait. You're very like that, and I yep. really admire that about you. Can't wait. I'm very like Give me the ball. Like for a moment. I have to talk myself through it like I'm doing right now where it's like, okay, yeah, I, I think I fell on my face a little last time I tried doing this. And so it it kind of like makes me hesitant to like give it my full heart again. Maybe I could just halfway try it, you know, but yeah. it's like, no, like give it your whole fucking heart. Like yep. just choose it and pick it and, and then run with it. And if you lost... Like, let's say, like, I lose everything I built, but, like, I, because I, you know, made a run for this uh, this new thing. Okay, like, it's not the end of the world. You can rebuild other things. Like, it's not really not the end of the world. But is that going to happen? That's, like, worst case scenario. And I think that the ride and the adventure is more of the point to life. It's what everyone talks about. It's, like, everyone's, like, enjoy the journey. But then when you, like. Nobody talks about the destination and talk about the climb. Yeah. They but when always it's, like, talk about pouring the rain on the journey, you're like, I hate the fucking journey. I just want to be. I just yep. want to be at the end, right? But guess what's the most interesting part when they're at the finish line? It was yeah. how it was pouring rain on them. Yes. And, they and how they got fucking, through it. They dug deep and they found a way. And how they learned because last time they tried going up a mountain, they poured rain on them and they figured out, like, they could use this bucket and, like, it's. And so this time they brought a bucket with them it. and it fucking saved them. Well, so that's the whole thing now where. Um, I am embarking on some new adventures and it's really exciting, but it's really scary too because it's completely unknown and it's starting from the beginning. And the last time I went through this exact feeling of this exact cycle was 10 years okay, ago. Okay, let's can the vagaries. Tell people the what you're going through well, I don't exactly. Want, I, like part of the magic I feel like is no, like, we need, no, I'm not no, ready no, yet. No, no, It's not esoteric. Okay. I need to hear the fucking okay, well, subject some matter. Some people know. I'm yeah. starting a new channel and it is going to be, it's me and another person and it's part podcast, part sketch. So I've done podcasts. I've done sketch comedy. I like both of them. Um, it's very niche because it's about the poker community. So it also involves poker and it's combining all the things I'm passionate about with all the things I've ever done in a way that I've never done it before. So it's still very new and I don't know, is it going to work? Is it a crazy well, idea? It's going to work as know. you do it. Exactly. You know, that's it. But it's exciting. Everyone hates their first video. Yeah. Right? Looking back. But when you did it at the time, you're like, fuck yeah. I uploaded yeah. it. I shared it on every platform. I put it out there. I want my mom to see it. But when you first did it, you hadn't experienced uh, the algorithm fucking you or like, yeah. you know, putting your heart and soul There's to a video sussory. and then it doesn't do well, even though you expected it to. So you have it. I've gone through a breakup and now I'm going, I'm getting into a new relationship sure. and, and it's like exciting, but also uh scary but i can't let the like you know previous things I, I can only use the previous experiences as a way to help me right yep. and i think that's i guess um the picking to focus on this thing and like kind of setting everything else aside for a little bit is also the element that's scary for me because i like to think i can do it all like I like, oh no, I, I can actually, I can handle everything, but then I burn myself out and it's actually um, counterproductive to what I'm trying to do. But I did this last year where I put everything on hold and just focused on poker and then I final tabled the World Series and, and like it was all, it was actually fucking awesome. So like that kind of is how it feels right now where I like, I kind of know that I'm supposed to put everything else on hold right now and like really like focus on the one thing, but it's still scary because it's like, you know, this is the known and this is the unknown. Yeah, of course. But that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Is, and we're in a creative field, so you're, you have to focus on that. Yeah. Right? The other thing, element, that um, I guess I wanted to talk about or touch on at least is this idea, of, this balance, right, of um, creating something new or, or like focusing on something and taking action and then also letting go a little bit. 
like not forcing and not needing to be in complete control at all yeah. times. Yes, like please. letting kind of like let it be organic. the magic happen. Yeah. Like the magic is in this like this part that you can't control. It's like you can do so much and you can put a lot of energy towards and then you just kind of let it go and like let it breathe and like let it get its own legs and like walk a little bit. Like you can't take your child and like walk its legs every day forever. That's like, the best thing I got from doing movies and stuff is like taking it from script to screen. Yeah. There's so many steps that have to happen that have nothing to do with you. Yeah. And you need to let go. Yeah. If you don't let go, you'll be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. So first this idea of focusing on one and this like if you have a problem with to-do lists where you make your to-do list way too fucking long and then you always just feel disappointed in yourself because you can't ever get all those things done and you like feel like you're always trying to catch up with time. Definitely been there. Um, instead, what I how I tackled to-do lists is I give myself a week to do it instead of the day. So it's like, okay, you have a whole week to do all these things. And then I end up getting way more done in a day because I just like start checking all those things off knowing I have a whole week. Then if I'm like, okay, you have to get all this done today, I end up doing like nothing because I'm too overwhelmed. So with the greater picture of having all these different like projects that I want to work on, if I tell myself, okay, I have three months to work on just this one, I'll probably get it done way sooner. But I just like- You don't plan that far ahead. Like, yeah, you can't plan. You, you don't though. No, but I'm just saying like, instead of saying I have to work on all these projects okay, right now, like giving myself three months to work yeah, yeah, yeah. on one, like okay. you just, hey, just focus on this one for three months. I think that that's a better way to go about it than- like kind of forcing yourself to focus on if it's like if you chase two rabbits you catch none exactly yeah you, I couldn't agree more yeah in so many ways so there's Crypto, that so there's that first element yeah. and then when you're working on that one thing to like remember to not need to force it to be at a point where it's it's still like gestate it's still like forming right and i think in the past i've really like okay, well, I picked this one and it needs to, like, I, the seed needs to grow, like, right you're now. Impatient. It needs to be a flower yeah, now. Like, yeah, I'm a little impatient. You're very impatient. So but it's never served you to be impatient. It's actually served you to be more like me mm -hmm. and chill out. I know. But that's why we balance each other know, out. But it's, you can't. It's hard. So you need me to balance you out because yeah. you can't fucking chill on your own. Yeah. It just is. So you're, that, you're just a fire and you need a little bit of ice. Yeah. So uh, listening to, like, a lot of, like, law of attraction and stuff, it's all about creating your own reality and, like, you know, so you're creating your own reality, but then you have that letting go part is like the hard part, like the letting it like let go and let God type of thing. Mm -hmm. So then I was reading this book um, recently called The Surrender Experiment. Have you heard of it? Yes. Only because I talked about it probably. You have. Yeah. Well, I read it in like two days because it was so freaking good. It was so fascinating. So there's this guy and he was like a business major mm -hmm. in the 60s that started in the 60s. And he basically, the whole book is about this 40-year experiment of him just surrendering to the flow of life, which is like kind of the opposite, like the balance of like creating your own life. Like he decided he didn't want any decisions of anything. Like he's just going to let life dictate what happens to him. And he did this because he was um, he was majoring in business and he was completely like, left brain type of guy like not the like airy no fairy flow like no woo woo at all whatsoever and then he was like sitting with his brother-in-law one day on the couch and there was a moment of silence where he heard the voice in his head be like this is awkward we should talk about something like because it's feel it feels awkward and we and then he's like what is this voice and he realized he had like this narrator in his head like this voice in his head and then the more aware he was of it the more it bothered him and so he was trying to figure out how to get rid of it. And then he stumbled onto meditation and yoga and meditation and how that quiets this voice down. So he got obsessed with meditating. Mm. And all he wanted to do, he didn't want to go to school anymore because it was bothering him. And this voice was like nonstop chattering. I don't have this nonstop chattering voice. That's like the voice in his head was constantly like making uh, decisions about what they liked and disliked. It was more like a preference-based voice that was like, mm. oh, I really hate that girl's hat. Oh, I hope that person doesn't come over and talk to me. Oh, I hope this doesn't happen. It was like a preference thing. Huh. And so he decided that like he didn't want to, he didn't want this like preference-based thinking anymore. Mm -hmm. So he was just going to let life choose like no longer will he be the servant to his yes preferences yes yeah he's just gonna meditate and let life happen so he just wanted to get back and meditate 
go to school really quickly and then he would come back and meditate and all he wanted to do is meditate and he was kind of bothered by the fact that he had to go do these like other obligations but then he realized that that was also a preference so he was just like okay whatever life wants and basically I'm gonna sum it up because like it's a whole long story which is great like the whole you should really read this book because it's like crazy the way it happens but he goes from like living in his van in the woods to owning a 300 million dollar health um health technology company and like the whole time he's just focused on his meditation but then um he like his professor asks him to coach this other student so then he tutors the student and the student ends up being really good and they're like hey why don't you just try to get your business degree with me like take this last exam like it's just one more exam and he's like oh i don't want to i already decided i'm not going to finish school but i guess i'll just take this last exam <clears throat> and he ends up passing with flying colors and then he like um gets offered this job because he was such a good he's just such a good teacher so he got, gets offered this teaching job so then he's doing this teaching job on the side and all he wants to do is meditate and then this girl comes on like wandering this woman just wanders on his property um and wants starts meditating with him he's like, I'll fucking and marry you. it Fuck ends it. up no it ends up being like this whole meditation school where like all these other people just started meditating with him and then this like guru wanted to visit because she heard that he had a meditation school which he didn't he just had like people meditating on his property and so the guru's like you're gonna build a temple here and then he ends up building a temple there and then like all these other like gurus start coming in this is like during the consciousness era of the 60s where there was like a revolution with all like these yogis and the Beatles were all like going to the going to the uh, India to go like visit with gurus so there was like guru like tours all the time and so like he's having like gurus come to his thing but they were actually like real gurus that were like very spiritual gurus like they were spiritual like in a way where like the energy like changed his life um but he he just didn't ever plan on having a temple on his property and then like his neighbor would be moving and like selling their property for cheap so then he bought that property and he would donate all the funds to the temple and like the temple just kept expanding and then he got into like building computer programs and then like he ended up inventing this technology because um some company wanted him to and he's like i don't know it's gonna take a long time they're like we don't care we want we'll have we'll take it take two years and do it and then so he works on this program for two years and it's like revolutionizing the healthcare industry and so then he's like his company gets offered like millions of dollars and then they merge with uh, with webmd and then anyway he ends up getting sued because one of the people in his business like committed fraud so then he gets sued because he's on the like board and then he goes and like he loses basically everything and like all of this stuff happened with him just like meditating in the fucking woods living in a van great story so yeah if you start meditating if you let the universe take well if you let jesus take the wheel you'll get sued no a balance there was like he did all these wonderful things built a construction company too like he'd never had any experience doing that but then he had friends that like it was just like a whole it's a whole story but the point is is like he went the other direction of just just letting like life control the wheel yeah, and because and then, it was in america he got sued <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds about right he got off like he didn't like have he to go got, to jail he didn't have to get go to got jail off pretty good. I like, that. <laughs> like basically he learned a lot about the justice system and the That's fbi good. like yeah. how fucked up a lot of shit is but great um <laughs> what an inspiration <laughs> But my point is Jesus. that, like, the more he let go, the more crazy, like, awesome things happen. The happened, more legal too. action happened. No, he touched a lot of people's lives. That's great. That's he great. built people's ho- houses. It's awesome. It was a wonderful story. You know who built a lot of houses, too? What? His name's Jimmy Carter. And you know what people will say about him? What? He's like the worst president of all time. <laughs> they shit all over the guy. Why did they say that? Poor son of a gun. Because oh, inflation was crazy during his reign. But now, it's nowhere near compared. Yeah. Anywho, but yeah, that's what I mean. He's a very nice fella. Spent his life building houses for people. People yeah, still take then, shots at him well, all day. While he's getting sued, he's writing this book about his entire life experience, and it ends up becoming a New York Times bestseller. Hey, I like Both that. of them. He wrote two books during this time of him getting sued, and one was called Untethered Soul, about like basically disconnecting from what's going on around you, which is also a law of attraction thing, where like instead of focusing on what is, focusing on what you want to be, like what is is old news. It's like I completely agree. It's the culmination of everything you thought before. If well, I am about anything, it's that. Yeah, you can think your own next reality though. Like this is already this is the past that got manifested. This is what you're seeing right now. Like, but you can create the future by yeah, right. stopping stopping just 
focusing on this what is that's why i don't like to watch the news because it's like you're just focusing on bad shit all the time and then you're creating more bad shit in your life and like just stop doing that like have an opinion sure but like focus on things that make you feel good because that's going to create more things that make you feel good but anyway so he's his first book is called untethered soul and was on oprah okay but it was about him like detaching in the moment and like I haven't read that one yet, but he has. This is what he says it's about. Open yeah. book club. Yeah, and so that's how people found out about this other book he wrote called "The Surrender Experiment." I found it randomly on Amazon. It got suggested to me, and it had a lot of good ratings. So that's how I found it. But point being, even through this darkest moment of his life, he had his health, he had his family, he had a kid, a loving wife, and he was able to detach and write two best-selling books. Even in the midst of all this like craziness, nonsense going on, he wasn't attached to any of these like material things either. Like he didn't really care about the money other than like that lots of people's lives were getting impacted by it. Look, I'll tell you about the book that I'm going to write. If you guys want to, you guys want to talk about calling the next thing and like living in the future. Yeah. My book that I'm going to write once I do it again in crypto mm-hmm. is going to be called All's What That I Do Is Win. <laughs> And it's, like just, it. and it's going to be about my entire crypto journey and how I did it again and again and again. And, and then, so that I already did it again and again and again. But now I'm going to have to do it again. Yeah. And, that, and the story's going to be about And it keeps going again that. and again. And then no, yeah, this, no, no. there's a sequel that's no, like, no, 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 okay, no. but last time, but I did this, no, no, but no, no, what? No. here's what I, but I did again. Oh, no. This next, it's it, all, what that I do is win. Yeah. Yeah. So like if I do do something, it will be win again, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, of course. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, there's a mentality to this shit. It's mm-hmm. like, I, but I know how I did it. Like, I didn't just fall on a banana peel and like yeah. accidentally find a crypto but and that's buy how the I, shit out of it. That's my life. Exactly. It is your <laughs> life. That is your life. Fall on a banana peel and I end up like at the I top do a whole of the mountain. Thing. I do a whole nother thing. Yeah. Which, but, but it's worked for me very well. Yeah. But that's the thing. And like, even now in the doldrums of like, or whatever you call it, it's not really the doldrums right now. It's actually, mm-hmm. we're kind of like, starting to emerge out of it starting to see light at the end of the tunnel but like probably five six months ago mm-hmm. everyone's like oh my god the darkness couldn't be darker we couldn't be further down the mine and all this they shit. all turn into bane from batman yeah but like that that's the thing is is like no that is when you're supposed to be focused up the hardest and working the hardest yeah working harder than the person next to you because you will win if you do that and you focus up and you don't fuck yourself so the focus part it's everything what you focus on grows so if you focus on the negative that grows if you focus on like the positive or where you're going if you do this bullshit to yourself oh oh i can't believe i got fucked over by whatever dude you're fucked already but i think that's the problem that a lot of people have is because we're we're really like to look at what is and you're kind of called like a woo-woo crazy person if you like are ref- you're delusional if you're like not focusing on what is you can call me a woo-woo as long as you call me a woo a woo a woo man a woo man thank you yeah a woo woo man thank you yeah <laughs> as much as you want <laughs> yeah we're gonna go on a break and then we're, when we come back we're gonna explore this concept a little yes. bit more buy whatever we tell you to buy brb lol lmafo a great band Horrible dance crews worked with them. Not good dance crews worked with them, but a good band. Yeah. Little shot at Ryan. Okay, we're going on a break. We're going on a break. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay, we're back. No, what were you saying about focus? 
No, look, it, it's just about, you know, knowing what the finish line is. Yeah. And okay, recalibrating towards how do you get there now, right? Okay, new new conditions have come. Yeah. We know what the weather is now. We know what the conditions are. We know what kind of terrain we're on. Yeah. How are we going to get there now? And adjusting. So I've been trying there. this new thing okay. and it's been working. And like, that's why I'm sharing it. Because then I, then I heard it in a video from Abraham Hicks. Okay. After I had already been testing this thing. And I'm like, that's exactly what I've been doing. And that's exactly what's been happening. Okay. So it's like, here's what I want. I want x you know like whatever it is here's what i want how does it feel so you visualize it it's not about your vision coming to exact reality it's like what when you visualize getting that thing receiving that job like getting that prize whatever it is like being in that relationship whatever it is for you like what does it feel like when you think about yourself there and some for some people when they visualize it they get sad because they think about how they don't have that yet okay. but you need to like cut that shit out you need to like act as if you have it right now in this moment what does that feel like and remember that feeling and really focus on that feeling and then that's what i do with crypto okay good and then be open to whatever way gets you there so i have ideas of how i'm going to get there like okay like let's say for example i want to win a wsop bracelet okay well i'm not going to get a bracelet if i don't play poker like if I, mm, so okay, right. I have to play poker. Right. So that's a one. Uh, two, I should probably study the game, like strategy and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that for sure. I'm going to study with a coach and like, you know, read books and like practice a lot. Um, and then I'm going to like enter the tournaments uh, that have bracelets attached to it. So you could actually, because like if you don't enter the right events that have bracelets attached to it, then how's you going to win a bracelet? Okay. So I have yes, some, so those, those, are, those are my ideas. Like, okay, like I could do like these three things. Like that seems like that will take me in the right direction. Right. So those are what I'm in control of. I could do those things. But then like how it actually gets there. I don't know. Like I'm going to be open to like it getting there. And I think this is where I fucked up in the past is because I would get an idea of how to get there and then it had to get there that way. Like, and yes. when, like Mistake. I was not open to it getting there any other way. And then when it wouldn't get there, I'd get really sad about like, cause it didn't, maybe it would have gotten there some other way, but I wasn't open to it. And so, so my thing is I do a similar thing to you, but I call it positions, not price. Mm -hmm. Like where I understand the crypto that I'm getting into. And so I know why I need a, a position in it. Yeah. And if the price goes down, I don't give a fuck cause I'm adding to my position. Yeah. So, but people get so hung up on it cause they're like, Oh man, like I bought when it was 55 cents and now it's like fucking 20 cents. Like I should have waited. They get emotional. And yeah, and it's like, dude, no, it's about positions, not price, because you're building your stack for the future. Like if if what you bought into was smart anyway, you know why it's an advantage at twenty cents and why it's cheap compared to fifty cents. Yeah. Instead of thinking of it like I it's fucked and it's over. You see or how two people can look at the exact same thing and feel two different ways about yes, it? Yes, I do. See, and I think that like your attitude, I I really believe after studying a lot of successful people, like reading like Think and Grow Rich, reading books about, you know, billionaires and successful people, like they it really is this like mindset you of know like why. You, and like you know why. You have the vision of of why and then also the feeling part of like this isn't the end of the world this is actually a good thing like when this thing happens this is a good thing and here's why it's good Dude, i'm not to sell myself but i'm one of the only people who have has had a wedding that people made they became millionaires because they went to my wedding not <laughs> kidding it's actually not not even a joke yeah people were buying ethereum at my wedding i was helping them set up wallets ethereum is was like 30 bucks yeah at my wedding <laughs> you had it when it was like eight I got it was like six to, six yeah. to eight bucks. Yeah, yeah, it was like channeling between those so two. So at things. this point, you're like it already went up a little bit, yeah. and you were telling people why it's going to go up more. I'm like, like let's fucking go, right? Yeah. But that's the thing it's it's like people change their lives going to our wedding and just like Steve's buying the stupid thing. Who gives a fuck? It's his wedding. I don't know, baby. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean, and like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get a fucking Coinbase wallet, whatever that is. I've never heard of my life. Is this okay website to use? Is this going to hack me or something? Yeah, like, it was like that. But like, you know, it. But it's just that thing of it's not that I was like. Oh, you got to buy this thing that I'm buying. It helps me. It did nothing for me. It had a lot of volume, whatever. It was like, I know what smart contracts mean to this game and what they, how they will be a paradigm that, that shifts this entire market and why you need some exposure to it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It was a market need. I understood the market need and I couldn't wait to attack it. 
and I couldn't wait to proselytize that I was attacking it. Yeah. But like that's the thing. Like you have to understand what your advantage is. And then sometimes too, you you know, you 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 can't believe how well you did based on the work that you did. So like I tell Kenny all the time, my little brother, um, he's like my crypto protege. I have raised him from a crypto <laughs> babe and yeah. turned him into a crypto king and his own uh, crypto prince. Sometimes he freaks out a little bit. He freaks out. The kid stresses me out more than anybody because I care about what he thinks. So when he stresses out, I'm like, oh, I got to fucking fix this. But I'm just saying the kid has never even put close anywhere close to six figures in a crypto. And he's gotten all the way up to $40,000 shy of a million dollars. But that's the whole thing is like, you have to know why you bought something and you, and eventually you have to sell it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're going to work on that mm-hmm. this next run. No, I mean, we did find this, this last time cause we sold more you than hedged, enough. Hedged we hedged, yeah. thank God. But you know, it's really just about knowing why you bought something and why you maybe have an advantage. And then like, for example, with Wu, I am constantly blown away by how this team delivers and I honestly think that, like, you know, I did so good finding Wu when I did, but also we went down in price and all that shit, so we got a major, major, major advantage. But then I'm like, man, like, Wu is delivering so much here at the low that I'm like, I can't even believe that it's this great. And, by the way, little plug, we're going to be talking to Ben York from Wu, the Wu team. I have nothing to do with the Wu team. Wu team has never given me anything. They never even give me a fucking hat. All the stuff that I have from Wu, I've gotten on my own. But I'm excited to talk to him because all the people in Crypto Corner community have a lot of questions because we've all been part of Wu for a long time now. And we have a lot of questions for the Wu Comms manager, Ben York, who is a gem. I've, I've spoken with him now. I'm very excited about that episode, so look forward to that. But um, no, I, I just can't believe how well it's already working out. But like you said, you know, it's not shown up yet in the price necessarily. But the fundamentals, it just keeps on fucking singing. So I just, you know, it's just one of those things where you just, you just have to kind of sit here, maybe seeming woo woo, but mm. knowing yeah. the fundamentals of why something's going to work. Can you also talk about how, like, cause I love your passion, uh, but like you started with your YouTube channel, then going to screenwriting. And then now you don't have a problem dropping everything going to crypto. Like you, it, it seems on the outside, like you have seamless Madness. transitions. Yeah. Like, cause for me, my transitions are like chaos. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to transition. It's hard for me to change. And it's hard for me to give up things that I've already done. And like, it's, it's so easy for me to drop something if it bores me. <laughs> but, and I don't mean that, yeah. like, I don't have ADD. I, yeah. I don't know what I have. I can hyper-focus on something. Yeah. And I think that that's maybe what's good about me is yeah. that I can hyper-focus like nothing else and I won't even know anything else exists. Yes. Sometimes to my own dismay, I'm like, you said you're going to empty the dishwasher three days ago. Exactly. But, but and you know, you know little things that I could fix and I do, um, but we're all work in progress. Yeah. But yeah, it, no, it's, it's um, following the shiny thing has always benefited me in my life. Like, you know, even just when I got when I first found YouTube, I just remember being like, "Man, I can't believe that all these assholes are making money doing this shit." Like, you know, I really thought yeah. that too. I thought they were a bunch of assholes. <laughs> like, I, no, I did. I I went. Uh, I was on. Um, I own this. Look, Casim G is a buddy of mine. I like. I love Casim G. Yeah. But I didn't know him from anybody. And when I met everybody on the set, I met like everybody yeah. at Maker Studios on the set of Hot Girls. I didn't Girls know anybody either. Like on the station. Yeah. I didn't know anybody, and so I was just like, man, all these assholes are just like ignoring everybody, looking at their phones all day, which is rude. <laughs> and now that's like what everyone does. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, these people are fucking rude. But they had iPhones, and like when the iPhones came out, when like, they first came out, and yeah. We no one had iPhones. And I was like, okay, first of all, these people are rude. <laughs> second of all they're self-absorbed as fuck but then like i didn't know they were working yeah like you don't know you don't that. know the you don't, the, the new environment yeah. yeah so like later on i learned that i was being stupid yeah but in the moment you're, i was like you weren't stupid you were ignorant ignorant thank you, you just didn't understand but i but but like i am self-aware enough to go oh looking back oh i know why i was an asshole yeah i hope everyone can put themselves there because it really does help you yeah being learn. aware is great it helps you learn yeah but acknowledging I, like when you're an oh, asshole and God, you're like please do it's growth it's growth so then yeah i um you know maybe thought i was better than some people because of that yeah i'm a polite person 
I won't treat people weird on set. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to the camera guy and not my phone while they're fucking trying to tell me something. Yeah. You know, like little things that I thought like, oh, I'll just be like a decent person who does YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, maybe that'll be my advantage. And then, you know, thanks to the people that I was around and like uh, the environment I was in, I was able to flourish because I cared. Yeah. Ultimately, that's why I did okay, right? Yeah. I cared. But then like, you know, it was following that next thing every time I've ever done it. Like when I was in coming out of high school, um, I had a, a chick call me up and she's like, you're funny. Come do improv with me. Like come to, I'm, I do professional improv at this theater group. Come do improv with me. Yeah. We do it every week. And I was like, I don't fucking care. I, I, I Like, you know what I mean? Honestly, I was just like, I don't care. Yeah, I worked for my dad at the time. I was a janitor at his business. I was you were just killing it. You're crushing the crushing game. Crushing the game. Yeah. I was like, why would I care? I'm a janitor. I got my yeah. life figured out. No, I was very much just like, I don't care because I want to do this LA thing. I want to move to LA. Yeah. So like, why would I stay in San Diego? I'm ready to move to LA. And then I just found that like, well, while I build this nest egg, I'll just go try this improv thing out and we'll see what happens. Turned out to be because I came into this audition. Yeah not giving a fuck that's why i was like an immediate ad they mm-hmm. like were like please yeah join the team and all this stuff because i didn't care yeah it was like the best audition i've ever had that's ever awesome. probably in my life yeah other than with the wedding ringer mm-hmm. which i nailed too yeah but definitely. like those two things like i was just like because i didn't care about either of them yeah i was like because coming into it you were the one who primed me for wedding ringer you're yeah. like you're never gonna get it what you you, you were awesome about it i don't remember you were like you're not gonna get it like what? Yeah, you know, you you told me I wasn't gonna get. I don't remember saying that. No, but it was great. No, you. It wasn't mean. Okay. It was very much like like just. It was like a, a mindset thing. Okay. It was like just remember when you go in there, you're not gonna get this. Huh. So like, what do you care? You know what I mean? And it helped me. It was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not gonna get this. So I'm just gonna go in there and fucking just do my thing. Just take. Did a I shit. really believe you weren't gonna get it? Like I'm just I'm confused. I can't remember saying. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. When I first got the audition, yeah, you're like, oh, your first movie audition for a major motion picture, like Sony thing. Thing. I don't remember this at all. Oh no, you were awesome. It was the best thing that I could have ever heard okay. at the time. Okay. I credit you for this. Because it might have been based off of something you said that this cause... well the same mindset that I had going into my improv edition, yeah. which is I don't need this, I don't care. Yeah. Is what you gave me going into this. It was a mindset. It wasn't like a hatred thing. Okay, yeah. It was like a mindset thing. I was like, you don't you're not gonna get it, you don't care. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah, you're you already don't need doing it. your own thing. Yeah. Who cares? And it was that that helped me get it. Yeah, I think more like the lines of like, you don't need this. Like, this isn't even what you do. Well, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. And it was like, I was like, thank you. Because if not for that, I wouldn't have got it. If yeah. not for you telling yeah. me that, I wouldn't have got it. I, I never would have been in that movie if not for you. It's like when I was going to the poker tournament and I was like, I feel like I'm just lighting money on fire. Like, I don't even understand tournaments. I play cash games. Like, and you were like, yeah, but how funny would it be if you went all the way to the end? Exactly. Wouldn't that be hilarious? This and is I'm why like, you need that a, is funny. This is why you need a person. And I just thought about that the whole time. I was like, yeah, but it'd be funny. But like, I'm not going to make it. I have 20 big blinds left. I'm, I'm going to have to shove this. Like, it's the, we're three hours in. Like, I'm going to play cash after this. But it would be really funny if, like, this just kept snowballing. This is why you need a person who can help you kind of counterbalance your yeah. intensity yeah because i was being intense yeah right so i like, have a sign in my office that says it's not that, not serious, that serious lol you, i love that part yeah i love that and i love the, that you have that and you have don't die with your music still in you yeah i love both of those things very much i think about those a lot but it, but i'm just saying when i got this audition i think nikki could sense that it's been taking it way too yeah, seriously maybe that was it. and being way too intense about it and honestly this is why probably stand up and me never worked out is because I just get way too intense yeah. and I cannot I cannot just deliver it like it's normal. Yeah. I have to deliver it like a, so, a rehearsed actor who like it's is so hitting It's so interesting to me because you're funny and you're yeah. like with the only like when you're doing stand up like the funny parts are when you like go off book and just start riffing with the crowd but like when you try to do your set it's like you're it's, trying to I'm remember yeah you're I'm trying to reading, like you remember what you wrote down yeah. and what you said. I'm reading like fucking yeah. It's like it's I'm I'm in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, and it's like, dude, this is so wooden. Why are you like yeah. this? But yeah, it, you know, it is what it is. I You're know what my great strengths, at in- improv. I, I know my strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and I think you kind of helped me key on that. And like, hey, you're taking this very seriously. Just know. Yeah. You're not going to get this. It's all good. Let it go. Who gives a fuck? You don't need this. Mm-hmm. And then that helped me get it. Good. And but every time that you book something. You know that it helped reinforce that for me because every time you book something, you're like, "I was late. I came in. 
I was panic attacked. I had my period and I was like, fuck it. And then you booked it every time. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, it was always when I like like that one show that I almost did this like network TV show that mm-hmm. I, I can't talk about anymore. But like, yeah, I was I hungover as I don't get hangovers, but I had like a bowl of jello shots and then went out for my birthday and like people were buying me drinks. And then my manager calls and says, like, I have an audition the next morning. And can I be there at 8 a.m. in Santa Monica? Yeah. And like to get to Santa Monica at 8 a.m. from the valley, you have to leave at like 6.30 a.m., which means you got to get up at 6 and like get ready. It's already like 8, 8 p.m. I'm drunk as fuck. Yeah. Like the drunkest I've been in my life. The room is spinning. Yeah. People are spending the night at my house. I yeah. wake up at 6 six o'clock and i could barely open my eyes i feel like i'm gonna like throw up every time i stand up but i'm like and i go to this audition with Early. the same the same makeup i had from the night before in the morning. It, like no eight in the morning so i left at 6 30 oh, right. so like i had the makeup on from the night before because i can't even i can't even brush my teeth or wash my face because i'm so fucking sick <laughs> and i'm driving on the 405 freeway in An hour. traffic with the sun shining on my fucking face I end up throwing up in the car in a Ralph's bag that it was funny. It was called Ralph's and I was Ralphing into hey. it. That's the universe telling that's being ha ha funny. And I don't throw up either. But no, like, you do not. But like, you don't I, hang over I was either. so sick. And like, that was your first hangover. Yeah, it really was. And it was like, if I had been able to sleep it through, I probably wouldn't have been so hungover. But I end up like just filling this entire bag up with barf on the 405 freeway while I'm driving. I mean, you're barely driving because you're in bumper to bumper traffic. And then I show up to the audition. I throw my throw up bag away in the front of the fucking audition, like where there's a trash can. And and then we go and the whole thing is like improv and comedy and like you got to do battle raps. And like, I'm like, I'm never, bo- I'm never booking this. Literally never. I'm literally never booking Do this. this. My agent. Yeah. I'm like doing this because I, I said I would be here and it just is bad form to not show up. Yep, can't do it. But I'm never booking this. I get a callback like out of like all these fucking people and I go to the callback and I'm like, well, I'm never booking the callback because I literally don't even know what I did. And so then in the callback, I'm like. I don't know what's happening. Like it's a whole group callback, whatever. And um, I go back and I tell my manager, I'm like, I'm never booking that. Like, sorry, I'm sorry, I <laughs> fucked up so bad. Formal like, apology. Yeah, like just like ahead of time, like yeah. didn't totally hey, fucking. Hey, tell him to have that. trash cans in the lobby next time. Okay? Yeah, like this is the second the callback. I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't care. And um, and then uh, I they were like, we want her on the show. Yeah. How do we I, like sign her? <laughs> The only thing is, is that I had to go to this like, like one week primer, like with the new cast. Um, and, and like, it wasn't officially guaranteed to be on there, but they were like taking my t-shirt size, my yeah, shoe yeah, size. Yeah. Like it was, done, it was like all deal. the wardrobe was like going into this, but like it wasn't an official done deal. And it was like during when Google was flying me out to like to Sundance to pitch my own project for something, which ended up getting stolen and becoming the Liza. We'll talk about that soon. The Liza Cozy show, Al- but like allegedly uh, stolen, not stolen, because I don't want to get in legal trouble. It was allegedly It just happened stolen. to be our exact fucking show that we got greenlit through like yep. three different interview but processes, and then all of a sudden ghosted, it's a story. and then I auditioned for my own show like uh, six months later. But you know what? It was probably a coincidence could have been liza koji could have been alex max stole our show yeah, it's alleged could, could it be no liza koji didn't steal it google uh, youtube potentially potentially or maybe, maybe Duck, Duck, took this idea crafted it into their own and changed just enough details and then cast a way bigger youtuber that would get way more views maybe. than me maybe that's not. what happened but probably not i do not at all like Liza Koshy has no idea any of this happened. Like, and but YouTube maybe had known about it, and maybe they stole the idea. But it's fine because it's that's totally in the past. Fine. And maybe I gave up this TV show because I thought my idea was getting produced because it'd been greenlit so much. But but you know was what? It YouTube nah, it's bygones be bygones. It's Rumble. I can't remember what company it was because Same. I don't want legal trouble. It's just. But a could rumor. it have been something similar to the Liza Koshy show that nah, they and then they eventually won streamies for? Nope. You know what? Definitely not. But how about we just follow our? You know, maybe that wasn't meant for us. Maybe that wasn't meant for us. And maybe they traumatized us to never never trying again. And maybe that's why we have all these issues. But you know what? That's we forgot what about that. That's right. And we're trying it again because Damn that right. fuck it because Damn life right. was like. 
Just do it again, you Let's weirdo. Go. That's it. So we're getting back to home plate. We're back to home plate. It doesn't matter what happened in the last game because it's a new baseball game. And Who gives this a is shit? a sports analogy. It's, we're on to Cincinnati. That's what I tell Crypto Corners. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Well, What's that's Cincinnati? What, well, when, when the Patriots, the year they won the Super Bowl, they got cleaned out like one week. They're against, I can't remember what the fuck team it was, but they got destroyed. Like it was so bad that everyone's like, "Is Belichick too old? Is Brady a shitty quarterback now?" They ended up winning three Super Bowls after that, by the way. Um, but Bill Belichick, when he was asked about it, I think it was against the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, but when Bill Belichick was asked about it, he said, "We're on to Cincinnati. Like we don't give a fuck about yeah. what happened before." And that's what I say to anybody who ever asked me about Luna or whatever. I'm like, "We're on to Cincinnati." I don't, yeah, I don't give that's a fuck. what. But honestly, <laughs> every successful person, like winners. They don't dwell on the past. I don't know how to. You, If you're stuck in the past, dwelling on the past and all the reasons your new thing won't work because of the past reasons why it didn't work before or whatever, you're just still like, you're emotionally, you're in the past. So you're just going to keep recreating the same situation over and over again because that's what you're resonating with. It was the Chiefs. Sorry. Not the Ravens. Okay. Remembering off the top of my head, completely different colors. I don't know how you forget that, but okay. Uh, well, I was just thinking about AFC, AFC Titans at the time, but I was wrong because this was more of an emerging team. This is really important too. I'm, I'm just glad saying that you're getting these details right. Saying, no, but no, but it really is. You're, we're on to Cincinnati. Like no yeah. matter what happens, things you're will happen, Cincinnati. and we're on to Cincinnati, yeah. and that's it. That's the only way that you can think about anything, in my opinion. Like it's like, great, you fucked up. And when you're like, hey, I want to do this, and then you let it go. And you're not like so in control yeah, about it. What, like, what is kicking the shit out of yourself fun do? With it. What does it actually do yeah. for you? For you, Honestly, if you can learn from kicking the shit out of yourself, yeah. then go put the pads on and beat yourself up with no, a I fucking mat. I learned that like, through therapy that that was just a childhood coping mechanism because that's the way I was raised, was to beat yourself up every time you, f- you made a mistake. And that's how you learn is because you got to beat yourself up. So I thought that I couldn't like learn and be better if i didn't beat myself up first and it's just not it's just not how it goes You're like you Super don't Bowl have to do you th- that you throw a pick you know what you should do go beat yourself up the whole rest of the game right you know what i mean who does that no but you can't win you, ha- you can't you won't win, win the because game. your mindset's completely thrown off exactly it's called going on tilt in the poker exactly world, yeah. you gotta throw the ball again you gotta throw deep you gotta be willing take to take a deep. breath and forget that that happened it didn't happen and in, if it helps you like sometimes this helps me if i lose a big pot I pretend like I won that pot. Like in my head, I think about like the feeling of like I just dragged that pot and then I like really try to make myself believe that. I like that. Yeah. I do something a little different. I think about the person who's laughing that I threw that pick. I think about that person. Oh, you're like getting angry. You like getting angry. It helps me. It doesn't help me to get angry. It gets me there. No, because I think about that and I remember what they said and I don't forget and sometimes I screenshot it. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes it's scared at every yeah, that single day. Help. That doesn't help me. And it helps me. Every time I've tried to do revenge moves, I get fucked so hard. Every time I've tried to do revenge moves, I get revenge yeah. and the person apologizes to me. Okay, well, that's nice. It's awesome. Different or they're strokes, my ex and they're fucking trying to suck my dick folks. again. Whoa. But they can't anymore. Excuse me. But like that's, that was that's the best. Lewd. That was the best. That was lewd. That was the other episode. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, combining yeah. episodes. I'm still there. I'm everywhere. Okay. He, I'm in the next your episode. Your body's in the past. No, I'm in the next episode okay. right now. Got it. All right. What's the next episode? It's about timing. Okay, Dr. Dre. Okay, watch me. Ready for the next episode. All right. Anyway, timing is a good, that's a good like topic. I could follow this one. See, there it is. Anyway, I just wanted uh, to share that part of my my I'm, journey I'm right now. I'm very excited about your journey. It's I part of the mountain that I'm on. I support it a million times percent. Thank and, you. And also, it is, you know, every step, there be progress, every... um. You can't remember the Churchill quote. No, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he says this quote a lot. Hold on, it's my favorite you guys quote. should already know. Hold on. I know the rest of it. I don't know how it opens. Yeah, you'll get. It's sometimes I rem- I forget Eminem yeah, songs, and man. I'm like, I know this whole Eminem song. Why am I forgetting it? Anyway, I was on a fucking roll talking about like how I am just. I thought I'd share that with you in case you, anyone else was going through the same thing. So you interrupted me anyway. Sure. Um, this is like the journey part of the journey, and like it's not about the end. It's about like having fun along the way, and even when it's raining, you make it fun. You like find a game with it. Like make it fun. Like stop taking yourself seriously and just fucking like be 
okay with that the fact that you're not going to know how it's going to get there. Maybe you thought you're supposed to go this way up the mountain and then that trail's closed. Now you got to go this other way and you don't fucking know. And, God like, bless and it. guess what? You're still going up the mountain because you're still putting one foot in front of the other and you're going to learn, uh, <laughs> you're going to find out a bunch of cool things on the way. So. Because every day you make progress, yeah. every step be fruitful. And yet there will lay before you an ever-lengthening, ever-ascending, ever-improving path. And this, so far from discouraging, only adds to the joy and glory of the climb. There you go. Couldn't resonate harder. There you go. Yep. Well, take that, everyone. There you go. And check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. Yeah, it really helps, helps the show. show out, and uh, it's five bucks, and it's like one twenty-five a week. Like it's really pennies, and you get to be part of our Discord community, the best community on planet Earth. Steve does two-hour crypto streams or more, like a long time yeah. more every single week, every single every week. Night, we do live streams once a month. You get these episodes a day early, and we do a free roll poker tournament where there's cash prizes for the top three places today. Um, we had a new winner, Thomas, I believe it's Thomas. No, no, no. no, that was you winning categories. Oh. You didn't win but, poker. But can you just say I won? No. Okay. Who won? Congrats to Thomas Tran, who won today. And then Ken Nachos also got second. She's been freaking crushing every time. And then- Always congrats to Ken Nachos and Thomas, obviously. Yeah. But and then Omar congrats, got third. But also congrats to the guy who won the sticky stream, too. No. Okay. We got to go. So we, but, we're but, out we, of time. But we do want to spotlight that. Buy whatever that. we told you to buy. We would love to spotlight that real and quick. And thank you for sh watching and sharing the I, show. I actually thank finally you for listening. Won, I actually never won a sticky watching. stream before, and I finally and, won, and Nikki won. I acknowledge um, it. We would like to say hurts. thank you it to hurts. our sponsors as well. Let us know that. Let them know it that hurts. we sent you. Let us know in the comments what you're going through in your journey. And hope you're not taking yourself too seriously. We've been doing this for years. We'll see you next week. And I can't get I love you. Bye. This is like my dad's. It's like my dad's here. You're wearing a fake Super Bowl ring. <laughs> I need a fake Super Bowl ring because the Colts suck. <laughs> okay. <laughs>